Hello, and welcome to the Friendship News Hour, presented to you by Bummer Dude Media. Today is May the 18th, 2022. My name is Frank, and today I am joined by the great and powerful Hannah Duncan's husband, Brian Duncan. <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> <laughs> About the great part. No, I <laughs> What's up, man? How are you? Man, you know, just dadding it up, of course. Congratulations, by the way, again. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Crazy, isn't it? It is a trip, man. It's a trip for sure. I uh, still like figuring out how to think about it. Sure. I mentioned it before, but like, dude, it's just all like, it's just all in my head right now. None of it's really real. <laughs> Every now and then I'll like uh, get a picture from, from Jacqueline and it'll be like of her bump. And I'm like, holy shit. Dude. She, she doesn't have baby, a bump. She's tiny, dude. She's tiny. Yeah, she is tiny. <laughs> she's yeah. gonna, she's gonna be a cute pregnant lady. <laughs> yeah, she will. I keep telling her I can't wait till like I can like uh, use her belly as a coaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, you got to try it out, right? You know, you only got it once. It, I can't wait for the little guy to start uh, moving. Man, yeah. Say, so how far along is she? You said what? Um, See, tomorrow will be nineteen weeks. Oh my gosh! Yeah, dude. <laughs> And it goes so fast, dude. dude I, know. I know it sounds so cliche, but like it goes so fast, dude. Man. It does. It's our. It's so wild. We found out January. No, first weekend in February, and isn't hard to. Get? <laughs> and now we're already like mid-May, dude. Yep. We signed a lease. Um, yesterday. Yeah, I do. I don't know. Days were running new. I think it was yeah, it was yesterday, and uh, the the landlord was like, "Hey, when do you guys do?" And we told him, "Oh, October." He goes, "Oh, so you have some time." And then I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, dude, that's tomorrow. <laughs> that is, man. <laughs> we don't have time, man. We got to like, especially, you know, when the summer months just fly, you know, so like you got some spring now, your summer months are going to blow through. Mm-hmm. Right. And then before you know it, it's going to be fall and you're going to be like, we got to get a nursery. Like we need yep. to have a shower. We need to do this. We need to do that. Um. Yeah, and you'll be all right though. You know, you're equipped for it. You're you're a pretty organized guy. I feel like you know, like me, I left everything like you said to the better half for the most part. And you know, yeah, they're yeah. creative with that stuff. Women are creative with that stuff. So, yeah, for sure. And and I think uh, I think she's like way more stoked to like you know like organize the the room and like have things where she thinks it'll it'll work whatever you want like i i'm whatever I, you want yeah no input <laughs> sounds good tell me yeah. where i can help <laughs> exactly you need me to hang a picture up yep. or i'm here yeah i'm the yeah, hired yeah. hand whatever you need yeah nice nice yeah yeah congrats again though man i'm happy for you guys i really am thanks dude love. we're happy too we're happy too it's uh yeah it's 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 uh it's fun man yeah it's i heard fun. you mention trying... oh too that's why that? I, I said i heard you mention talking about on the last show too so Oh Not yeah, to be yeah. A dead horse, but it's new to talk about it with you one on one. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's so funny because like, uh, I always used to be the guy or like, oh, this guy's talking about his kids, but you know, yeah. And and now and now it's like, uh, not that I want to like talk about it all the time, but it's new. You know, like it, it exactly. it's it's a it's a new thing, new beginnings. It's exactly. it's all very fun and full of love, and we're just really excited to get uh, get the little man here. Yeah, it's like when you have not to compare a child to a pet, but you know, it's like you don't remember what life was like when you didn't have that pet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the kid, and like the kid just brings a completely different dynamic into, you know, watching them develop. And like I think that's probably the coolest thing as a father. I get to see being more in that role where I'm at home with them more. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I, I love every second of it, as opposed to just handing them off to somebody random, you know. And I know that that's not not to knock that, but um, I love the fact that I can watch both of my kids grow together, at least for these early parts of the year, you know, oh, dude, it's as a blessing, t- man. It, it is a, definitely a, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Dude. Yeah, for sure. But you know, we, we, we both had, uh, uh, moms who had to work, you know, and, and so we know, yeah. we know what it's like to, for them to miss a for sure. good chunk of our, of our adolescence yep. at, at a Got job. It. So like the fact that you get to do that with your kids, I mean. For however yeah, long you can, that's that's incredible. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Um, but yeah, man, it's it's you're you're gonna love it, dude. You're gonna be a great dad. No, I don't even have any worries about that. Like, oh man, you know, some people I'm like, man, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But like, Frank's got this, all right, you know. <laughs> Thanks. Not to uh, pat myself on the back, but uh, I, I've heard that from a lot of people, and it's funny to hear that. You know, it's funny to hear like you're gonna be a great dad. It's like, huh? Especially from people who who've been there. When my dad told me that, it was really cool to hear. You know, because. Yeah, yeah. For your dad before you're even a dad to eat to like sign off on you and be like, you know, and my dad's the kind of guy to tell me if I wasn't gonna be or if I was exactly. walking into something that I, I I was able to handle. But you know, when when he told me that, I was like, all right, that's that's really cool to hear. He said something too, which which makes sense, and I, I would have never thought of it on my own, but he was like, Don't worry about it. He was like, Your instincts will kick in, you'll know what to do. Yes. I like, yeah, I mean, good. like you you and you've got what nieces and nephews, right? Yeah, I have one of each. Yeah. So you already know like what it's like for, you know, siblings changing their diapers and you being the uncle, you know, like as with the being the father, it's different because like, you know, you still want to be like the cool dad. Right. But mm -hmm. you also have to be like stern, especially yeah, I don't, well, don't want to be a cool dad. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Yeah. I need mean, see. I was the same way. I was the same way, man. But like, dude, you'll see, dude, it's just this a crazy bond. Alex uh -huh. will tell you he's told you all about it. Yeah. You know, it's a cool bond. And me and Austin, like we're the same person. So we butt heads constantly. Mm. But at the end of the day, like, like if let's say I'm like, like I'm upstairs, like I'm upstairs right now. Like let's say I'm getting dressed or something. And he's downstairs with Aria or whatever. You know, I always yell to him like, Austin, you know, like I'm like, I'm mm -hmm. like play yelling at him mm -hmm. or whatever. And he's like, what dad? You know, like what? I'm like, I love you, dude. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so like, you got to check him every now and again to make sure he's not, you know, he's, he's, he's on a good path or whatever, with whatever the hell he's doing. Cause yeah. they go on especially boys dude you'll see dude you're you're a dude yourself you know how it is when we were when we were little playing he's into the picking up the worms and bug hunting nice. now nice. um so yeah you know that's that's it's, it's Grimy, a big stinky deal little boys dude, i love it dude oh my god dude it's crazy like it's distracting every time i go to go somewhere like i have to be i have to leave five minutes early because he'll sit outside and pick up rocks he'll flip rocks so I'm, <laughs> while i'm getting her buckled in in the car seat like we got to go somewhere or I'm dropping them off somewhere. He'll sit there for five minutes and go and find potato bugs or, you know, yeah, uh, worms. And he'll be like, dad, look, I got a worm. I'm like, all right, dude, go put it back. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not coming with us. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But, but like, like for him, you know, that's, that's new. the coolest thing that happened all day. Picked yeah, up a worm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. What do you got over there? What you sipping on? Oh, uh, a little Durs. Nice. A little bit of this guy. Wrong. Not an alcoholic. I, I I do keep whiskey at my desk, but I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, dude, you know, I just talk, dude. I don't even need the alcohol. Uh, you know how? <laughs> uh, it's been a day, man. It's been a day. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a conversation with my uh, sister yesterday, and I thought this was an interesting topic. And I, I figure more people would would contemplate this, right? Like, like you and I, we didn't grow up um, exceptionally poor, but definitely there were people with more means than us, right? Oh, definitely. And it shaped who we are today, right? It shaped almost everything about our, our personalities and who we are and, and our principles and values and all that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking, well, like I'm, I'm striving to make a really, really good life. And now I have things in motion. I feel like I'm in a good place and now I'm starting my own family. Yes. How, how much hardship do you introduce to your children even though you know you want to give them the best life ever. You know what I mean? Like knowing that you grew up a certain way and you wouldn't trade. I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I wouldn't trade it for, for anything, dude. literally oh, no. anything. And, no. and so, so that's so like, I'm, I'm, I, I think about this all the time. I contemplate this. Like, how do you not raise a spoiled and tiled child mm -hmm. when you came from relative nothing? You know what I mean? Yeah. You ever think about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, all the time. All the time. Um, I think it's really all for me anyways, is, is, is perspective, right. Keeping that, you know, in the forefront of my mind that, you know, I don't want to give, I want to give to my children, obviously the, in the best way possible and knowing what we have now, like having access to so many things that are free that like, mm -hmm. let's say our parents didn't have, right. Um, it makes it a lot easier to say, you know, it's, it's easy to pull a card and say, Hey, look, I had nothing, but look where I'm at. Right. 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 But I think at the end of the day, perspective with me lies where, um, 
what am I doing to show them that I'm being the best father I could be? Right. Because mm-hmm. in my life, I didn't really have that. So I had father figures. Right. But I didn't have somebody that was like guiding me along. And sometimes I'll notice it in just like we were talking about my parenting, where it's not even being necessarily hard on um, my son or anything like that, but it comes down to, you know, giving him straight talk when it, when it presents the opportunity to, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he's doing something that like, you know, I'm not favorable of, or, you know, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you know, or, Hey, help me clean this. Cause you just made this big mess. And like, I'm okay with cleaning it, but you need to learn that this is collaborative, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just keep picking up your shit and you're not going to be a spoiled, like you said, entitled brat. Um, so those moments come up and they come up often, but <laughs> when you're dealing with kids and, and I'm sure we were the same way growing up, we were smart. Like we're naturally oh, yeah. in tune with avoiding things that make us uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's just people in general. So those conversations, sometimes they're hard to have, but at every opportunity, I want to at least shine a little bit of like light to it. I don't want to beat a dead horse though. Cause mm-hmm. I've done that as well. And I've gotten to the point, you know, where I'm feeling again, more confident in, okay, this is a teaching moment versus let's just let him experiment, right? Yeah. Um, and do you, I think do that's you like important. err on the side of, of like, uh, like letting it go, kind of? Letting yes. it learn, like letting them kind of figure it out, not like not trying to have the heavy hand. And Yes, um, yes. And they'll make it hard on you, um, you know, and I'm not saying that like in a negative way, but like, you know, my philosophy, and I don't know where, along the line of life, I picked this up, but I've always been this way. I've always been this way. I've noticed it more recently than I have ever. Um, but, you know, philosophy of mine is, is like, you ha- you can't sweat the small stuff, right? Don't sweat the small stuff. Um, and it's like a bunch of different small things, like on how to get over, you know, stress or anxiety, right? And our emotions can get so zero to hundred real quick mm. type shit, where, you know, you're like, dude, you know, there's times where I've literally, I've just walked out the house, you know, mm-hmm. like the house is on fire, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, I need to, I need to take a step back, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just recollect myself and say, you know what, things could actually be worse. Um, I could not give a fuck at all. Right. The fact Ooh, that yeah. it's getting to me shows me that I'm still, I have feelings about it. So, and it's not just, again, the negative stuff. I mean, the positive stuff, you know, you try to enjoy a lot more. So again, um, he's, he, both my kids now, when it's like raining outside or whatever, like today it was raining and I went to take like a dirty diaper outside. So you've been in my house, my backyard's fenced mm-hmm. in. I went down, I grabbed the trash cans, this trash day was today. And I put the trash cans back in. Usually I lock the gate. I'm pretty sure I did, but he knows how to unlock it. Right. Mm. She doesn't, the baby doesn't, but he does. So here he comes. Right. And he's got his umbrella in his hand. <laughs> got this little umbrella in his hand and um it just started raining so like i'm grabbing these trash cans i didn't care i had like a, a shirt and shorts on you know and um he comes out with this trash with his uh, umbrella and i let the dog out with me as well and he just walks into the grass with the socks i'm like dude <laughs> where are your shoes you know like i'm where you got or, or or take your socks off at least your socks don't get wet you know what i mean yeah looking at me like it's not that big of a deal dad you know what i mean and i'm like yeah you're right because you got a million pairs of socks. Yeah. It's, you know, you're fortunate to have a million pairs of socks. Right. Yeah. And I, why am what am I going to, why am I going to yell at the kid for having just socks? Right. You just want to see what I was up to, you know, now I could have easily spun that out of control and be like, dude, get the hell back in the house. It's raining out here, you know, but I had to let him enjoy that moment, you know, yeah, and it was just, again, it's just a cool thing. But back to your question, growing up, you know, I had two siblings, right? So for it was me and Maria for the longest. And then obviously um, me and my brother are 10 years apart. So when he, once he came along, things changed pretty dynamic wise, I'd say in a good way, but it required a lot more work and effort for her, right? I think that that kind of, mm. she might not say it, but I, I, I'm looking back on it. I feel like she might've been a little bit more stressed, but also confident in like, okay, well, these two are about to move on and I can at least devote attention here or there or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Once he got old enough. So Definitely wouldn't say we had nothing, but I definitely, we were not spoiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, my grandparents, my grandma spoiled the shit out of us. And 
if it wasn't for that woman, that would be a whole nother dynamic, right? We don't know what route I could have went on. But I say all this to say that I think the people in our lives, you have to really give the nod to, you know what I'm saying? And keep in perspective that people are with you along this journey, you know, even if they're not family. I think that's a very important thing. You know, um, I've developed a lot of relationships when I was young, being in a smaller school system that I still have relationships with some of these people today. Mm -hmm. They're not the best, but they're still positive relationships. Like, I don't go to them and air my emotions out to them or anything like that, but we still go and get a beer, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. So I I think that that's that's something that's important. Um, A lot of kids that are spoiled, entitled, um, from what I saw, you know, um, they either didn't go to my school or the ones that did were like humbled by the fact that they were like at a smaller school. Right. Yeah. So I will say like the, the early school life had an effect on, you know, how I acted and who I was around. Um, everybody knew each other. It was like, you know, if you fucked up, everybody knew about it. You know what I mean? Mm, yep. Yep. So yeah, you had a magnifying yeah, I had this. I had this I had similar, similar kind of uh, high school experience, um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I I feel very lucky that we were at least I was able to go through Catholic school. Same, you know, because if if I were to stayed in public school, dude, yeah, we would not be having this conversation right now. I guarantee you, my life is completely different. Yeah, yep. completely different. And, and it's funny about that because, like, when I left high school, I felt a little bit like disenfranchised with my high school experience especially around the whole religious aspect you know i went to college i moved away went to a liberal arts school got introduced to a bunch of ideas that were like i was not privy to in high school um and i felt like i was being shielded you know i felt like i was being like 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 purposefully like not maybe that led astray just just sheltered a little bit but like looking back on it best decision my mom ever made ever for sure ever yep I always give her the nod and I always give her the nod for that stuff. Especially like you said, being single and doing that stuff on their own. Like you've got siblings oh, yeah. just like I just like I do. And it's, you know, um fortunately we had that. I'd say that too. If we were single child family, I mean, even going to the smaller school system and stuff, you definitely have a different dynamic there. You know, not to say it would be worse, but you yeah. know, you have people that also are looking up to you or you're looking up to them in a way, right? And you know, when I went to high school, everyone knew me because my sister was a year ahead of me, right? Mm-hmm. And in grade school, I used to walk to my high school and I'd work out with the football team. And these oh, guys yes. back then, look at them back then, like, I was like, damn, like, they're huge. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, these guys are in here. And, and we worked our butts off in grade school going to those camps. So I had a, a, a that was where my discipline came in, honestly, sports. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 tr- the true raw let's focus and get down to business type shit. Like that was all like around that time, I'd say maybe mid, late middle school. I was always playing football. So I was always, I played football since like third grade. Yeah. Um, and then all throughout high school. So I always had that mentality of like, all right, we need to work out. Right. So that's always been a part of me. And that's like, you said a nod to mom. Cause yeah, sure. I don't know how she afforded it. I, I mean, looking for back me either. I ask her all the time. I'm like, I don't know how you afforded all this for, for two, three kids, you know? Yeah. You just do, I guess, you know, like you put, you just make it happen, you know, mom magic. Just to um, what you're saying, you yeah. know what I'm saying? To, hey, to, so, so you gonna let your kid play football? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You will. Yeah. Hannah doesn't want to, but yeah, I could see I mean, that for sure. I mean, I get the the risk and whatnot, but yeah, he's going to, I mean, well, if he wants to, you know what I'm saying? That's another thing too, you know, he, he, he's in the stage now where he's really into football. Like he'll grab his football, but he, he won't listen to me on the concept of like, Hey, like, let's do this, buddy. You know, like he mm-hmm. wants to just like tackle, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just wants to tackle me and chase me down, which is fine. Um, and I got to keep in mind that he's three, but he's tall. Mm-hmm. He's really tall. So I'm looking at him like, damn, he's probably going to be a wide out if he keeps growing the way he is, which would be crazy. But yeah, I'm gonna let him play. I try to keep him active. He doesn't like when I try to tell him what to do, you know? So like, even when I'm helping him like with the baseball stuff, he does not like me helping him and he'll miss. Like he'll swing. We got a little pop-up thing. Uh He'll swing, he'll miss and he'll get all pissed off. And I'm like, dude, just let me help you a little bit, you know? And he's like, nah, dad. So I got to back off, you know, I got to let him do his thing. 
let him fall, get the bumps, yeah. get the bruises. Well, that's cool that that's his attitude, you know? Hey. Let me like, let me do this. Let me struggle through it kind yep, of thing. Yep, mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I yeah. haven't, uh, I don't know. I haven't made, made up my mind on on football with, with my kids yet. But I don't know if it's something that I would push them to. Yeah, I wouldn't push them, no. I seen OBJ the other day. Did you see him? No. I guess he had a kid. I didn't even know he was I didn't know, know he was having a kid, but I guess he has a kid. And um I think it was on Instagram or something. And he's got a football he's putting in the kid's hand and he's he's hitting. He's like, don't drop it, or it's you know, five miles or something like that. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I'm like, he's gonna play football. He's gonna be Yeah. Well, if your dad's OBJ, yeah, you're playing. Yeah, right, playing right, football, right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, don't push him to it. I don't know, I mean, man. I I uh I love the sport. I, I've played team sports before, but something tells me that you don't ever get what you get from a football locker room. You know what I mean? Like that kind of camaraderie. I don't know that it exists in any other sport. I mean, I'm sure it's similar, but like with football, dude, like it's, I don't know, man, I can't, what is it? Is it because it's so physical? Is that what is that yeah. what it is? I mean, it's 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 <laughs> like the most powerful thing ever is like immediately before a football game in a locker room, you know? Yeah. Just the raw testosterone. Just a lot of energy. Yeah. I'll tell you what I think a lot of it is because I know I, I mean, I didn't start until late in my football. Well, I should lie. I mean, grade school, I started a lot. I played both sides of the ball in grade school. But when I got to high school level, like I played, our school was so small. I played JV my freshman year, but I didn't get any time. Sophomore year, I played JV, junior year, varsity. Um, maybe saw a little bit of time, but anyways, um, I didn't get a ton of time, right? And, yeah. but I was probably the hardest working motherfucker out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I would be given the starters hell on Scout D. Or scout, oh, if I'm if I gotta go and I gotta run a play, and I'm not saying like I wasn't the try hard trying to knock somebody over type shit, but like we learned from each other, right? Those practices, they cultivate this crazy atmosphere. And when it's game day, it's like okay, like we already practiced for this stuff. Right. Like everyone went through the same grueling bullshit one tens. You know, I ran every single one of them to my to to my fucking. I was ready to puke. You know what I'm saying? And that is where people are separated. I've seen so many people quit and I'm like, damn, man. They're, they're, they're just like, well, you know, you see them the next day, right? They quit, they go hand their equipment in, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then you see them at school the next day and you're like, man, everyone's riding their chops. You know right? what I'm saying? Glad I'm not that guy. Yeah, exactly. And more importantly, it's like you quit when it, it was about to get easy for you. You quit when you might've seen some time. Like you didn't even let your potential shine through. And you didn't even be a valuable member to the team. Right. So to me, like that was weak in my mind. I always saw that as like a weak thing. Now, I'm not saying like if my son played football and quit because he got fucked up or something that I would be calling him weak. But to me, in my mind, I was out there doing the same thing you were doing. Mm-hmm. And the person next to me was doing the same thing we were both doing. So that team camaraderie, like you said, and that leadership quality of saying, you know, I was always a leader. You know what I'm saying? Even uh, even when I wasn't getting all that time, like I was outspoken, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we getting people hyped up, hyped up, man. You know, you know the shit that's said in those huddles and um, other teams, they talk shit to you and you're sitting there across the line from them. Like all that stuff is team building things that you don't oh, yeah. get. I mean, you get it in the real world, but it's more now in the sense of like, oh, I don't like you. You're fat. You're ugly. You know, like now it's all cyberbullying. Kids don't even want to play sports anymore, you know? Yeah, dude. That's it's like a um, different dynamic now. You know, this, uh, not, not to like take a wide left turn into the dark, but no, uh, <laughs> that kid that, um, that shot up that, that, uh, that grocery store in Buffalo, um, the Wall Street Journal had a really, 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 really good piece on the, on, on, on who, on who he was. Um, and, and I don't, I don't want to, you know, shine a light on this person or, or, or give him more time than I need to. But um, one of the things that stood out to me, I, I mean, outside of like the very obvious thing of, of like his, his very like obviously racist motives. 
was that this person was a loner. Mm -hmm. This person had nothing to center him at all. And he even talked about, it. he wrote in his diary about it saying like, you know, I, like he played sports, but, but he was like, you know, I, I, I don't spend time with people outside of school. And he right. even said he regretted it. And it's weird to have that emotion about it. They say, I regretted not spending more time with people and then to do, you know, what he did. And I think you can look at like, you can look at the motives and I have like absolutely no interest in like sitting here and talking about why this is Tucker Carlson's fault, just as much as I, I don't want to argue why Marilyn Manson was responsible for Columbine. But the one thing I get, I think gets buried here, you know, and, and, and this is not to take away obviously from, from the things that he, that he believed in and, and how terrible they were, but I feel like that can be interchangeable, right? Depending on who the person is, you could take one ideology and plug it in to the same person and it might affect them similarly because they don't have a center. They don't have that thing that they can, that they can hold on to that they know when things are tough or when it's, it's like a, 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 you know, a lightning storm inside of your brain and you feel like the world's crashing on, on you that you have something, right? Like something. And I think sports mm -hmm. teaches you those lessons about, you know, when things get bad, there are things that can pick you up. And, and if it, at the very least, it's you, right? Like you can't feel sorry for yourself because you have people that depend on you on this team. And so in, in order to move on in life, you, you, there are people that, whether you know it or not, that depend on you and, oh, yeah. and your, you know, your life means more than you probably give it credit for. And so, you know, you, you need to continue to move forward. There, there is no other option. And then if you don't have that, it seems to me that these people like, this, this kid who, who did this terrible thing and, and people who do similar things all have this, this same thing in common where they don't have any regard for human life. They feel like there is no hope. And so to get back at the world for just being born, they're going to take as many people down with them as possible when they go. And yeah. that, like that to me is like, how does somebody get to that point? And I, and I think it's because they don't have that that center. And if you isolate yourself, like, like this person did and spend 20 hours on online all day, you have any human interaction, you lose humanity in, inside of you. You lose all of that. And, you know, I'm, I, I definitely think that you could tie that directly back to, you know, playing sports and being a part of a team and being part of that intense relationship with other people. And yeah. that's what it is. It's an intense relationship. You may not even like the people yeah. that your teammates with, Man, but come yeah. game day, if yep. you don't have his back, he's not going to have your back, and then you guys are fucked out there. You know what I mean? I mean? And so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't matter who you like, who you dislike, who's your friend, who's not your friend. Yeah. As soon as that whistle blows, you better know that person has your back. And, I, and I, 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 that that lesson to me, I think, is invaluable. Yes, I mean, yeah, I couldn't have said that any better. I mean, um, it's interesting that you bring those things up too, because when you are more isolated like that too. And, you know, I've had some, I've had dark times like anybody else. And, um, you know, to get closer to the light, you got to go through darkness, right? They say the only way out is through brother. Yeah. They say, you know, light comes from darkness, shit, you know? Um, and it's a very important thing because when you isolate in the, the manner that, you know, this, this, this terrible fucking person was, um, isolating himself at you know there's different kinds of people in this world so mm -hmm. i can't just label everybody as like you can't just label to introverted and extroverted right some people are fucking weird yeah. some people are yeah. just fucking out of their minds some people get triggered right and being triggered isn't like again oh you call me a, a name or something you know what i'm saying like sometimes it could be a noise it could be a sound right? PTSD, PTSD mm -hmm. victims get triggered by noises, things that they don't like, um, that they've heard that were traumatizing to them as a child. You know, if you got whipped with a belt, maybe you don't even like wearing belts anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know no, for real, yeah. And so this kid being isolated, if he had, even if he was a spoiled, rotten, rich, spoiled fucking kid, I don't know anything about him. There can be things living inside of his mind, demons that he has not exercised that allowed him to take those actions because that's oh, yeah. a bold action not only is it a bold action but 
you went into a very urban area because I was watching people interview after the fact, right? And they're like, eh, this white boy looked out of place, you know, the mm-hmm. people saying like, oh, he looked out of place. Like, was he walking? He coming in the tops over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were like talking about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the day before it happened, I guess he went, he was there. And I talked, there was a guy that he talked that was being interviewed, a black guy. He said, that white boy talked to me outside this very store about um, life. He's like, we talked about, you know, critical race theory. We talked about this. We talked about that. They had a conversation, this kid and this Mm -hmm. black man, older black man too, Mm -hmm. probably in his fifties, maybe sixties. And he's like, I didn't peg him to do that, but he's like, I feel like I could have prevented it. He's like, I bought him a soda and everything. Really interesting. There was a story that came out that about, you know, the people that knew him best and his best friend was Mexican and, and his best friend's girlfriend was, was, uh, you know, a, a black girl, whatever that's worth. Yeah. Um, and, Where does and, it know, come from? It, well, and that's what I'm saying, right? Like, I, I feel like there's like that, that there, there's that thing inside of you that you don't, you don't have, uh, you know, I mean, look, if you, if you're asking me my honest opinion, I, I feel like that void, whatever it was that allowed for, for these views that eventually got hold of him and wouldn't let go to me, that void is, is godlessness. However, that means to you, right? Like I, I, I never, I never want to be like a, a Bible thumper or anything like that, right? God doesn't mean the same thing to me as it means to you or anybody else. But sure. I think it's the absence of that, the absence of something that that is a cornerstone in your life that is bigger than who you are, that will allow you to go down this road, and then and then not only go down. Like it's one thing to post memes, and you know say a bunch of things online anonymously under a pseudonym, right? right? That's one thing. And it's another thing completely to, to act on it, to, yeah. to, to, to see somebody who did something similar and, and see them as a hero and then think that you're your only way out of this hellish existence that you, that you lead is by helping even just a, a little bit to exterminate somebody based on their, on their skin color. Sure. And then in hopes in hopes that what somebody else sees what you've done and then and then and then, you know, uh, feels the same way that you do. Um, t- to me, the, the absence, the void in somebody. I, I don't know, man, like I, I don't I don't have sympathy for this person. But when I think about it, I get a little bit emotional because I, I, I can think I, I, I can only think of like just how turbulent uh, of a of a life that this person led in, in, in order to to go down this route and and not see any humanity right to 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 remove to 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 put the blinders on so thick that you have no you have no vision other than 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 hatred right like you you can only see one thing as true and you have absolutely no other uh and i I don't know because you you're telling me that he's he had a conversation with somebody outside of the the store that he shot up like like to me that seems like he was looking and and this article in the wall street journal they even go down this this road with this guy when, when they were talking about his diary. And he was saying yeah. that he, he has regrets. Even before he did it, he said he didn't want to. He said, emotionally, I don't want to go through with this. But he said, logically, I feel like I have no other choice. And so to me, it's like there's still something inside of him fighting, telling him this is not, right, this is not what you should do. But in, you know, an unde- undeveloped teenager who, who, by his own admission, was bored during COVID, and that's when he got radicalized under under these these uh you know call them whatever you want false pretenses you know at, at their at their very best and 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 then allowed himself to go down this road take what he is seeing through you know memes or whatever shit posting as fact and yeah. then to feel like his people i guess like his people i don't know are being exterminated like i don't know dude like i don't fucking I, I, it's it's so interesting to me to like that, that people really have that worldview. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Like, like I don't, I always say it, dude. I'll always, it's, it's so true. You, you've never met a, a more racist person. And so you meet a Mexican talking about another Mexican person. That's, I love being Mexican. I do not co-sign for all Mexicans. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, like, right, I'm right. Like, oh, I'm like, I don't give a Same. shit. He's, so what? He's brown. I don't give a fuck. Like, like what is, who is he? You know what Same. I'm saying? And it, it, that can go for any ideological thing, but, but, um, 
you know, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I don't, I don't like that, that, that this conversation around something like this, we, as soon as it comes up, we immediately look for somebody to blame. And then yes. we talk about whose fault it was and why it's this person's fault or this person's fault. Like not to take away of how racist it was, because obviously like at its core, he, like, like this person acted on the motive to kill black people. Like that was his it's yeah. motive that there's no question about that, but it's like, yeah, you can target that. You could target that thought process. You could target those ideas and you could try and wipe them away as best as you can. But to me, you're not addressing the real problem. And the real problem is that this person didn't feel like there was a life worth living. And he was so uh, spiteful against humanity that he had to, that he had to inflict all of his pain onto other people yeah. on his way out of this world. I mean, he's, he's never going to leave jail and die in jail. Right. So he's gone forever. And this, yeah. this person ceases to exist in, in our society. Um, and I don't know, man, I, to me, that's the real problem. There's a, there's a big disconnect. And like my take on that whole situation is this, he had a dissertation, right? He had a whole pretty much Bible type book right. and he was going to do it more. Right in there, he talked about hitting other stores. He talked about doing it more. Mm -hmm. Talking about, you know, this wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have, he was going to go to somewhere right after that. Mm -hmm. Right. He's going to do it there and then he's going to go somewhere else. And so I got no sympathy for that kind of heinous shit, um, you know, first and foremost. But um, psychologically, um, this is the other thing too, right? Because this is what the media and stuff will immediately go to. Um, we looked at that 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 shooting that happened in uh, New York, right? When the guy mm. came came across the state line or whatever and shot the subway up, right? And he, he like smoke bombed him or whatever and shot the subway up. Remember that? Now this was a black man doing it, and um, the treatment's different too, you know. And then you watch how they handle these people and what it does to someone psychologically when you see, okay, like when you said you bring it to race, right? And it goes to okay. You got other black folk that already the ones that feel like, you know, we've been mistreated or whatever racially. Right. There's this inequality, this, that and the third um, that are seeing this. And they're seeing this white kid, 18 years old, you know, come out in a Teflon Kevlar vest, handcuffed. They're not dragging him around. They're not beating mm -hmm. his knuckles into the ground. They're not right. they're not handling him in that kind of manner. But yet, you know, again. Um, the subway guy, I think he ended up killing himself, if I'm mistaken. I don't remember. Or they killed him. I don't remember. Did he live? I don't I don't remember either. No. I don't remember either. But I remember what I do remember about that one is they dug right into what was he on? What kind of drugs was he taking? They dive right into what was wrong with this black man for shooting up this subway. Now, I don't think it was a race motivated thing for this for that man. Now, this guy clearly. You know, there's the little video that came out and I didn't watch the I didn't watch a whole ton of it because I don't want that in my space. But um, what I yeah. did watch was the one where, you know, he goes and the white guy's like, stop, don't you know, whatever. And he's like, sorry. And he goes, carries on. Yeah. So and then you see, you know, in the evidence or whatever, the guns with the he's got the regalia of the mm -hmm. Ukraine, the Ukraine regalia on there that they wear. Um, yeah, he had that. And then he had. uh think it was a neo-nazi regalia yeah well he definitely had that yeah, yeah he yeah. also on his gun he wrote the name of a victim from back in december or if you remember when when that uh when that guy ran his car into the christmas parade and i think it's yes Wakasha, Wakasha, wisconsin yeah yeah um, yeah yeah and that that was a racially motivated crime i mean that that and, and it was perpetuated by a black man onto onto white folk, right? Like, so something similar yeah. to what we saw this past weekend, but flipped around. And so this guy wrote those, at least one of those victims' names on his gun. Um, and I don't know, man. I say all that to say, they didn't jump straight into, oh, was this kid mentally out of his mind or anything? They just said, oh, he was socially awkward or whatever, but they just wrote that off. as like, oh, he's just a crazy white boy. Like, I think that's another thing too, you know, like the thing that saddens me is like, you know, everyone always makes these like prejudgments and preconceived notions of like, okay, this is what a black person would do. This is what a white person would do or whatever. And they like, justify that as like that stereotype is like mm -hmm. law. 
And like, you don't see a lot of, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, but you don't see a lot of headlining news like this, where a black man's going to white suburbs, shooting up places. You see a white man go to the the hood and do this to me. That's where, you know, my tinfoil hat kind of goes on. Uh, Right. Like who, who paid this man to go and do this shit or, you know, and, and, and it's sad to say that somebody would want that or wish that on people that way. But the sad truth of it is, is like, now it's, it's again, the way that they will sensationalize these things to say, okay, well, what do we do? Do we tighten on gun laws or what does it have to do with, we got a lot of stuff going on right now. You know what I'm saying? It could branch off into any one of those things that are going on right now. Reproductive rights. Right. Right. I mean, branch into any of those categories and make sense. So was it an 18 year old white boy that was just out of his mind? Maybe. I don't think so though. I think there's a, there's a deeper story to that for him to have so much paperwork and have so much time to sit in his own thoughts and then go out and just do that. Right. Cause like, again, writing it down and saying it's one thing, but like you go and do that shit, you're talking to somebody about it. You're going to go like you, whether you're your fucking, uh, PlayStation five buddies that you're talking about it with on, on, on call of duty, you know, or whatever. When he was in high school, he was, he, he was, was telling everything, tell the whole truth. He came out there and was like telling everybody. Well, he, yeah. Somebody asked somebody, well, it was like a, it was a, it was a question on a, on a, on a class assignment or something. And it was like an online assignment in one of his economics classes. And he was asked the question, what do you want to do when you retire? And his answer was murder, suicide. And so the teacher reported that and he had to spend 20 hours in the mental hospital. And he even said, they should not have let me out. Mm. He, it, but, but he said that he was able to manipulate them by just saying, oh, I was just playing around, right? Of course. He, he, he played, the, he played the, the system. And, and so he spent 20 hours in a mental hospital and they let him out. And he goes, I wasn't lying. He even rewrote in his diary, he goes, I wasn't lying. That's yeah. what I meant. I, I said what I meant. And, and they like, they shouldn't, he goes, that is the reason I believe I'm still able to purchase guns. It was not a joke. I wrote that down because that's what I plan, what I was planning to do. And so, yeah, dude, like, well, first of all, the FBI knew about this guy. Yeah. The FBI also knew about the Parkland shooter also knew about the Pulse nightclub shooter. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Like, like, like there's that aspect of it too. But I don't know, man. Like that's where, man. See, when you bring up those organizations too, just in general, that's again where we're again. I gotta look at different angles at this now, right? Because if you know about these people and you didn't do nothing to like correct that as an organization like that, and they're like serious about it, and you, you're an agent, and you know your job, yeah, right? Right. Um, there's 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 money in that. Number one, there is uh, agenda fe- fueled conspiracies in that. Right. Where, I mean, you can you can basically play chess with these people when they've already considered themselves dead. You know, this guy doesn't give a fuck. So, you know what? We need you to carry this out because we need to spark some kind of animosity in this community or whatever. You know, dude, it doesn't. It sounds crazy until you look at what the fuck goes down. And just, you know, this I don't know that we, we covered this story when it first came out, but we didn't cover the the actual legal fallout and it was the uh the plot to kidnap michigan governor gretchen whitmer yeah oh yeah you remember this yes yes it first came out and then w- when it first came out there was a story i think it was the new york post i forget who it was that uncovered it but it it uncovered that there were more fbi agents involved in that plot than there weren't right like there were seven agents that were involved in that plot and there were six just random dudes that weren't were- FBI agents. So, so they like you could make the case and legally they did because everybody that was charged with it got off because the judge was like, dude, what the fuck? If there were no FBI agents here, the chances of this happening are probably zero, like, yeah. probably zero. And so you hear about these stories. I mean, January 6th, oh, you're like, like, I don't care what you think about January 6th, but if you look just below the surface of how these people are being treated in prison for the, for what they're uh, charged for, it's like, Oh my God, how do we allow this stuff to happen? You hear these stories 
and you just go about your day because do you really have time to worry about that? Do you really have time to worry about the FBI uh, being involved in a plot to kidnap the governor of a state that you don't live in? No, you don't give a shit. You care about feeding your children. So these stories right. go on, these stories go on. You, you hear about them, you know that they're true. And, yeah. and in your head, you're building this case, you're building this, this, uh, this stockpile bias. of yeah. the bias, right? Exactly. You have all these stories and you're like, well, what the fuck? And then you hear that the FBI knew about these guys <laughs> And then, and, 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 and not much was done about it. They don't follow up on it, but they have time to go and, and, and be the reason that, that this uh, plot to kidnap a governor even exists. I mean, dude, I don't know. I like you jaded as fuck, dude. I, I'm, I have no uh, confidence in these agencies to do the job of protecting us. Nope. At all. You know, we're recording, uh, you know, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm very careful about what I say. There was a time, can't remember the exact era, but, you know, that presidential era, I want to say, what was that? Nixon, maybe? Mm -hmm. um, when this stuff was literally put into play, it was before that, I think, when it was put into play, right? And there was only a few reasons for that stuff to be put into play, and it was simply to observe and to watch, and then also to take out what they felt was a threat, Right. So yeah. when your job is to take out these quote unquote threats to society and they're not doing that, it really has me wondering what is the point of them at all? And what is the point of them? Yeah. That's a great question. That's a great question. <laughs> what is, what is the point of a, of a, of the most powerful bureaucracy outside of the, of the department of defense that transcends uh, political regimes? Dude, spies, dude. I mean, it's just motherfuckers spying and being more intrusive on basically like to me, what it is, is like the dark web of real life. You know what I'm saying? Like they can get away with the fuck they want to do because they technically have a badge and a gun that holds them to some per pertinent role in what we consider law. You have no rights, right? I think the thing that people really believe is, and we see that with this Roe v. Wade shit, where they're just mm. going against constitutional stuff as well, right? I mean, eventually, what is it going to boil down to, right? Um, the 25th, we got the, you know, who's going to be voting on some very important shit that's coming up. A lot of people are asleep on this. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, I do my research on it. I don't share it with very many people. Not many people are ready to have a conversation. And most people think the, the same thing. Your, your average person is going to look at me and be like, you don't know shit. Yeah, Just for sure. fucking working. Go back to work, right? Yeah. That's the, that's the most fucked up mentality that we have as Americans is working. I mean, we're working brainlessly. Mm -hmm. saying, and now everything's done when you just push a button. So guess what? Your job's gone. Your job's gone. Guess what? All these places where you go to McDonald's, they got they got uh, some of these uh, higher end McDonald's got checkout counters where there's nobody even fucking there. Just put your fucking order on the board when you walk in and then the food's ready in five minutes or whatever. So, yeah, you need the cooks. But I mean, that can be replaced too. all these checkout lines. You go into I got a buddy of mine. He, he goes thrifting a lot. Mm. He does very well with it. And well, it shouldn't do very well. He does very well with it. And he's he's a fucking dog with the knowledge that he has in that that realm. And he was talking, he's like, I went to the Goodwill and I went to the Savers and da, 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 these different stores, right? And no clerks, one clerk, one fucking clerk working. Mm. Now they're trying to make the rest of it automated. Now, what does this do for people? You know, those places, you get a lot of mixed grab bag people that come in there to shop. People that literally need clothes for a dollar, literally yeah. need whatever they're getting for, for lower cost, right? Well, when he explains it to me that way, some of them like to banter and talk with people, right? Sure. Probably the only interaction they get. So socially, we're taking that away and we're making the lines longer because you got one clerk checking out 20 people and motherfuckers that are old that go in there don't know how to use a self-checkout. Yeah. And you go to the grocery store, that fucking light goes off. You buy a fucking, you could buy, I don't even know, you think condoms they get you for now. Oh, <laughs> you know, or you saying you get condoms for Christ's sake or alcohol, right? They got to come and ID you, you know? So it slows everything down. But guess what? It saves Walmart all this big dollars or whoever, you know, insert big company. Um, and then we default back to Amazon. Why? Because it's just easier to ship the shit to my door. Right. Not interact with anybody. I don't think people realize how much freedom they give up when you're letting cars drive you around, right? 
yeah, it's cool. I think, and you're in the car space, right? With the technology side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a great thing, but who's responsible if you're sleeping because your car can drive itself and someone gets fucking run over? You are. So now your right to drive is gone. And <laughs> the person who created that quote unquote electrical vehicle <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about them. Keep making them. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. So that went down the rabbit hole, but well, yes. no, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a good point you make. I'm sure a lot of people have that fear. I think if you juxtaposition that to like automobile deaths due to accidents, and if this car doesn't get into an accident, like nearly as much as any other vehicle, but there's outliers where people are dead. Like you're going to like, you're going to highlight that. And you're like, Oh yeah, this is, this is so dangerous. You know, this is happening. This is on the other. And it's like, yeah, okay. Okay. For sure. It's dangerous. But have you checked and see how many people die every year from auto accidents? It's a staggering amount. A lot, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of people. You still got every day and drive your car, right? Like, so I don't know that, that, that to me is interesting. I think, I think if you take that even a step further and, and California is trying to do this in a very, very large way, they even have an official name for it. It's called the road diet, mm-hmm. the road diet. They're trying to take away as much road f- as possible from drivers mm-hmm. for, for environmental reasons. Right. Yeah, sure. My fear is that, not not just the automation of these vehicles, but because of the automation of these vehicles and their ability to be so efficient getting people around that it's going to remove the autonomy of yes. the driver to where yeah. like you, you, you don't just hop in your car and go where you want to go anymore. And, you know, maybe we're a, a long, long way away from that. Well, I don't know. Who's to say that OnStar won't just program your ass straight to the motherfucking county jail and lock your doors on you? I mean, how far away are we from, from realistic stuff like that? Exactly. Exactly. You know? I mean, the further we got a warrant out and you get an electrical vehicle because we all got to move electrical. Guess what? Instead of you having your outstanding warrant and being able to still enjoy until you get caught, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going down, buddy. You yep. know, like, yep. and for what? I mean, so what do you think yeah, about, I don't know. What do you think about that? Electric What's vehicles. That? I, you know what? I'm not opposed to electric, electrical vehicles um, all the way. I mean, we can talk about gas prices and be mad about it. But at the end of the day, like we know what this country's built on and it's using other countries' resources. Um, unfortunately, uh, we don't make cars the same way we used to make cars. I just had a conversation with my buddy about that. You know, American-made cars used to be a proud stamping point. Now they're looked at as shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? would rather drive a Lexus or, uh, you know, whatever. And that's not to say no knocks to Lexus or Toyota or anything like that. Um, but they make the cars better. The technology is better. Um, you know, I'm sure they're <laughs> sourcing that stuff from places that's not in <laughs> their country of origin either. But right. again, we play a nasty game with this. Um, I'm not opposed to electrical vehicles from an environmental perspective, but there's so many other things that as people we could be doing to prevent wastefulness, right? I think that's the thing at the end of the day is as a, as a humanistic society, we waste so much, not just gas and all that other shit, but like food. There's so many things that we're wasteful on that it's like, it's disgusting to me. And I'm more conscious and aware of it now, again, more than ever, because look, now we're talking about food shortages, right? Mm-hmm. But electrical vehicles, they have a very interesting space because I think the one downside to electrical vehicles, I will say this, is they don't have, they haven't figured out how to make that battery bulletproof, right? Like you can't, like I can probably get to South Carolina on two to three, you know, full tanks of gas, right? Mm-hmm. Electrical car, I got to stop fucking what? Every, what is it, 60, 70 miles? You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what's, what's the life on a battery. I don't even know. That's about 300 miles. 300, okay. Yeah, give so, or take. That's give not bad take. though. That's not bad. I thought it was a lot lower than that. No, it's about, um, uh, it depends on what you buy. About 300 miles, and then, you know, I'll take you. Not bad. Depending where you go to charge, it'll take you 20 minutes. Yeah, how charge. long? Okay, so 20 minutes as opposed to a 10-minute fill-up for gas, just right? Depend, or, just depending on where you go, right? Like yeah, some, yeah. some some chargers will charge faster. Your vehicle, your car is what determines how fast it charges. So even if you have like a super fast charger, like a Tesla supercharger or whatever, um, your, your car may not even be able to to uh take all that 
but yeah. but in any case, yeah, I what, mean, what, what, 20, 30 what, what, what are your takes about it on the in the sense of adoption, right? Because if you look at, let's say you went to like the Dakotas and you needed a charge, you're driving through the mountains or some shit, you got an electrical vehicle, right? And some of these people don't believe in that, right? Or they're like, you know, I'm driving my truck or whatever, you know? What about the adoption process to electrical for the people who are like, I'm not, I'm not really willing to give up my gas car yet? It's going to take a lot, dude. Yeah. It's going to take a lot. Um, and, and it's not going to happen any, anytime soon, especially like in those places, right? Like uh, it's, it's going to take a lot of time. I think once people start seeing how cool these cars are, because they really are bitching, man. Like these cars are yeah. nuts. Like the Ford Lightning, that F1, that F-150. It's, yeah, oh, it's so bad, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think once people see that, and then they realize that the range anxiety is not nearly as as bad as they made it in their head. I, I think slowly but surely people are going to be like, okay, I can get behind this. This is not this is not nearly as bad as I thought it's going to be. Um, yep. The Hummer yeah, looks too. The Hummer's yeah. nice. The Rivian, dude. The Rivian's cool. Have you seen the Rivian? Yeah, I saw the Rivian. Yeah, those that? are that. I'm I'm a big fan of the concept, no doubt. I don't like. I'm just not big on self driving. And again, when you take driving and you say it's a privilege and you take that from the driver, just because the car is capable of doing that, I'm just not big on that. Like, whether it results in deaths or not, and you get there safely or not, like, I know Tesla has the feature where you can summon your car too. Like, that's okay. That's cool. I'm mad at that. Um, but well, there's risk there too. But I know they put so much technology into it. I'm just more so concerned about the fact that like, that is like literally a right. And yes, people will inflict more harm. I mean, there's, there's problems there too, right? People go to the bar drunk, but they can't leave the bar drunk. Right. Can't uh, go, yeah, yeah. So like, yes, there's, there's pros and cons there, but. Well, I'll tell you I'll what, man, never... my, my F-150 has this adaptive cruise control. You got a truck now? Yeah. Yeah. I got a truck Damn. now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't like to flaunt it, but it's dope, and uh, it's got this adaptive cruise control. Mm-hmm. And one time I drove from San Luis Obispo to San Diego. I, I filled up, I filled up right after San Luis Obispo, so I had a full tank of gas. I, it took me like almost eight hours to get home because I had to drive through LA on a on a Friday. It was the worst. Oh my um, god! But I literally did not touch my gas pedal or my brake pedal the entire way home. Thank didn't God. touch it once. And it was awesome. I use it all the time, dude. So you give me She's a She's got it on hers. Does she? I never use it, though, because I'm not. I'm, I'm, it took a while to it, trust. It took a while to trust. She shut it off the one day. She's like, how do I turn this shit off? I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> it took a little while for me to trust it. Because like you, you, could be, you could be going 80 miles an hour right? Let's say you set it at 80 and then you come up to like standstill traffic. And you're like, okay, is this going to really stop? Or, you know, like, and so you have to like hover your foot on the brake and just like be ready. And you do that a couple of times and then you're like, oh, okay. It actually works. And it works like a charm, dude. It's unbelievably convenient. And so I could see if a car came out and it was like autonomous and would drive me, dude, I would use it all the time. I use it all the time. I know well, I would. That's how people get their time back, right? I mean, you know, you can work on, you know, your your book or some shit while you're letting your car drive you around. Or <laughs> I don't, yeah. So I don't know, like uh, because of the adaptive cruise control, I don't. Um, I, I still have to like steer the car. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know. To me, that would be weird. That that like I would completely remove control of the vehicle. And like that because when I when I drive, like I, I you know, I'm, I'm like driving the car. And my, my hand is like very loose on the steering wheel. Cause it even like buffers you. Like if you, like, if you're not like, if you're like kind of going down the lane, it'll like nudge you back. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But if I have my hand a little loose on the, on the steering wheel for too long, it'll like be, it'll like vibrate and it'll be like, really? Yeah. So I just like shake it real quick. And I'm like, I'm here. You motherfucker. <laughs> and you're over there sleeping. You're yeah. Sleeping. Yeah. It's what it does. I drove That's a, smart. I drove I mean, a, I like that. Like, that. I like, that's a good feature. Yeah, it's 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 fine, and and it and it, it, it to me it, it's it's safe. I use it, so I know it's safe. I, yeah. I I have a feeling it would be really hard to convince somebody who's like not about it at all. It My took, mom would. Took, yeah, your mom. Yeah. She don't like any of that stuff. She's like the only thing that she's a fan of is the blind spot detectors, and she doesn't have them on her car. She's like, I hate that my car doesn't. It's the only thing I care about. 
second. Beeps when those seatbelts off. I'm like, well, wear your seatbelt, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, she wears dro- a seatbelt for the record. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a safe yeah, lady. Um, I drove a Buick. Those are nice. Enclave mm-hmm. as a rental, and this thing, it, it had a, uh, it had a uh, like a little like, if you're like going too fast into a car that's in front of you and it thinks you're going to hit it, it has like a, a sensory system that like vibrate. Yeah. But it vibrates in the seat. Yeah, yep. That's how you mine re- does. Does it really? Mine doesn't. Yeah, like even when I'm backing out my driveway, I have a little curb at the uh-huh. end of my driveway, and it goes off every time, dude. It drives that drives me nuts a little bit, but I don't mind it anymore. I, I see. Just, I didn't mind it the first time. I was like, ooh. <laughs> what yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Buick? Yeah. To me, it felt like it felt like the wrong sensory motive. When you're trying yeah. to express danger, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you're like vibrating super hard in the seat. I'm like, oh my goodness. There's a lot, man. There's a, when in mine, like if I'm going, let's say I'm in like a, a 25 and I'm going 30, 35 or whatever, and there's like cars and stuff, like just residential traffic, I guess. If I go up too fast on a car, this red light is like in my, it's it's above my dash but it's like in like the uh the top part before the speakers up there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Small little hole, mm-hmm. a little oval hole. And that bitch is bright. And it's like, Wah. like it vibrates. It's loud. Oh, like really? it doesn't, it doesn't make a noise, but it like the whole fucking car, I feel like vibrates, you know, and it's like slow it down, you know? Yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm never, I always got my foot on the brake. Like I'm a very defensive driver, but mm-hmm. I like to get around. Like if someone's fucking off and they're not paying attention, I'm trying to get away from that car. Yes. Agreed. You know what I'm saying like, they're swerving or something. I'm trying to get away from them. I'm not trying to follow them so they can fucking hit their brakes because they don't know where the fuck they're going. You know, yeah. people are close. And that's the point for me, though, right, is people lose control because they put, you know, faith into other things or they're texting mm-hmm. or whatever. Or they're on the phone and they're distracted by so many things that they already don't know how to drive. So I guess, yeah, let the car do the driving for you. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. Like, why don't we get back to making people go back to driving courses again? Keep those go. jobs in demand. You know, 80-year-old lady got to go get her eyes checked to get keep her license, you know, every five years. I don't know. They just changed that, I think, in Ohio. I think every five years or something they got to do when they hit a certain age. But No, I agree with um, you, though, man. People are clueless. People are clueless. clueless. And yeah. it's getting worse because I just feel like the generations that are coming after us, like, I think we're in a very sweet spot. Like we have like a good, I'm not saying this just because we're in this generation, but like we have a good sensible attitude towards things. Whereas like some of these younger folks, I don't know what they're thinking sometimes, man. Hmm. And, and I don't care to really think, know what they're thinking, but there's not a lot going on up there sometimes, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but like, it's about environment and, and who they're around. They're dis- yep. some, some of these kids are disrespectful to their teachers and shit. That shit didn't fly. Like we had some class clowns, but like even they got stomped out every now and again by the dean or whoever, you know. Sometimes, Brian, that's all you need is a nice swift kick <laughs> in the pants to get you back on track, man. Seriously, that's what it is. Right, you're- Corporal punishment, bring it back. Um, we are out of time, my friend. Um, that went quick. So it did go quick, man. Lot to build on. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Um, shout out your socials socials um i got um you saw me i'm doing the real estate stuff now i'll shout those out um dunk city realty on instagram that's d-u-n-c-c-i-t-y realty r-e-a-l-t-y even if you're not in ohio i still want to network with people right because i like finding other agents talking about what's different x y and z uh, with their brokerage and whatnot so dunk city realty on instagram Uh, my personal on there is King Duncan underscore the great. Um, that's my personal account. You'll see a lot of workout inspirational videos there. Um, riding the Peloton, just sweating a lot. Um, great sweat content. Yeah. You see that stuff, Frank, it you is know, great and sweat I, content. I'm, I'm busy. And um, I think that's important to keep your mind sharp. So if you want some of that, my personal IG is King Duncan underscore the great. And um, that's all for now. <laughs> cool. IG. Find me on IG. Well, Al is uh 
out gallivanting around in Costa Rica right now. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. This is his, um, this is his, like makeup honeymoon and it's raining like every day. Oh, no. <laughs> that he sent me the forecast. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> oh, no. I uh, know. Yeah, well, hopefully they got a nice room. Nice. So who's got the, who's, who's watching the kid? Uh, his mom, I think. Nice, nice. Yeah. I yeah. love the grandparents. Heck yeah, man. Well, Good yeah, this is, this is usually his uh, time to shine where he uh, shouts out our sponsor, Gun Barrel Coffee. I, d- I don't know his uh, spiel, but it's really good coffee. And Damn uh, good coffee, damn good cause. That's right. Hey, Gun who needs that? coffee. <laughs> damn good uh, coffee, damn good cause. That's every, right. Every, every dollar goes towards um, veterans. Yep. Helping those in need. Helping those in need. Damn. That's good. That warms my heart. You listen to our show that much. <laughs> that you know that that you know the, the spiel. I'm here every time. And I don't know the spiel. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, hey man, thanks again. I really appreciate yeah, you coming absolutely, on. That's always man, a blast. Thanks right, for having me. Say hi to the family for me. Will you too? All right, we'll see you next time. Peace.